Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to The Finance bro, where we have real conversations with real people about money. So today, I want to talk about the concept of people wanting to reach a goal, but not necessarily wanting to make the sacrifices that will help them reach that goal. So, you know, without further ado, I kind of just want to jump right into it. This is something that I talk about a lot. And, you know, between me and my friend group, this conversation actually happens a lot, too. So hopefully on a broader scale, this, uh, you know, bring some things out that some people need to hear and encourage them to start making some decisions that can push them forward to where they want to be and stop or prevent them from holding themselves back. So one of the first things that, you know, I want to talk about is a lot of people don't understand the concept of making a small time sacrifice for a long term reward. And, you know, for instance, <clears throat> if I'm working with a client on their personal finances, and you know, we go through their budget, and we identify budget killers. And I'm like, hey, you know, I know I see you like buying shoes and I see you like going to brunch and hanging with friends, but these two things are going to need to go so that you can reach your goals when you want to reach them. And it's always pushed back like, ah, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if it's worth it. It's going to be hard. Yeah, man, let me just take some time to think about it. Right. And for me, one, I do understand, right? Because change can be difficult, but you know, I was having a conversation with someone one day and I kind of, we talked about growth, right? So you hear a lot that growth is uncomfortable, but I mean, there's examples of that, even with our bodies, right? Like I remember as a little boy, as I was growing, my knees hurt terribly and go to the doctor. Cause I think something's wrong. I'm like, Oh, this is because you're growing. This is what happens. Right. So it's a, it's a fairly simple example, but I know many of you listening probably definitely have some examples of you know, growing and it not being comfortable, right? And there's kind of, if you think about it, it's kind of a beauty in it. You know, you you were able to make some sacrifices, uh, things that you cared about, but you did it for a long-term reward because the the feeling you have and, you know, the joy and excitement you have for reaching that goal, that's going to trump those little bits of excitement that you got every time you bought a new pair of shoes that you only cared about for a week or, you know, every time you went out to brunch and spent way more money than you should have, right? So I I try to push this concept a lot because I want people to understand that in order to reach a goal that really matters to you, it's going to require some sacrifice. But the thing is that sacrifice isn't forever. But if you can't sacrifice, you know, whatever that is for a few months or maybe a year or however long it's going to take you to get where you need to be, you, you're not giving yourself a, a, a leg up at all. So that's something to consider when you set a goal for yourself, especially with something like being financially free, you have to understand that, you know, in order to do that, there's going to be many things that you have to, you know, stop doing in order to get to where you want to be so that you can do more. All right. And then, you know, another thing that I, I notice a lot is when people say they want to do things, typically, their actions don't match the words. And what I mean by that is, you know, you'll have, say you have someone that says, hey, you know, by the end of this year, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. And you go, okay, cool. That's a goal I can support. You know, I'm whatever you need from me, I'm here. But you're watching them. It's January. And you start to notice it's June. And they haven't done any of the things that you know would help them lose that weight. They're still eating fast food. They haven't changed their diet any. They haven't worked out once. And I'm not even talking about going to the gym, right? You don't have to. There's plenty of things you can do besides go to a gym to still get fit, right? But in the grand scheme of things, they're still doing the actions that kept them in the position they just told you in the beginning of the year they wanted to leave. So <clears throat> it's the same thing with money, right? I have people hit me all the time saying, hey, you know, I really want to become financially free. I, I, can you sit down with me and come up with a plan? I really want to get some things moving forward and, and getting these things rolling. I'm like, all right, cool. This is what you need to do. You, you have to stop doing this and this and this. And, you know, this kind of goes, this ties directly into the sacrifice again. But, you know, they say they want to do these things. And the next thing you know, you look on Instagram and they had brunch every week. They posting pictures of some new shoes they just got or some new clothes or they've been on the second trip this month somewhere. And, you know, and it's like, yo, you say you want to do these things, but nothing that you're 
displaying via your actions is showing that you really want to do that right so that that's a tough patch to be in because you can't voice to everyone that hey i'm going to do this thing and then every time they see you they see you doing something that directly contradicts that the the goal that you set for yourself it makes people look at you a little funny and like yo does this person really want to do this and if those people did support you, now you run the risk of losing their support because when they see you not doing the things that you need to do to reach that goal, why would they go out of their way to look and watch and try to help with these things? So when you're setting a goal for yourself, it's important to make sure that your actions match the words. And it's not even about the other people, right? At the end of the day, it really doesn't matter what they think. But for you, it's even more important that your actions match your words because you directly know if the things that you're doing are either helping you move closer to your goal or pushing you farther from it. And that's something that you have to sit with and really come to reality with. So I know I've been in that situation before, you know, with different things. And, you know, after a while, just learned, yo, I can't say I want to do this thing, but no, I'm not doing any of the work it requires to get there, you know? So <clears throat> that's one of the big things as well. And then, you know, we jump into kind of actively decision-making, right? So decision-making is, is a big one because all it, your, your goals, right, are set. And just like your actions don't match the words, like you're, if you continually actively make decisions that contradict your goals, you're basically self-sabotaging, right? So what happened is, you know, I know some people who have continued, they've set a goal, they wanted to do something, and they, you know, they voiced it to me or our friend group and like, everybody's like, hey, that's cool. You know, we got you, whatever you need, but you constantly see them actively making decisions that contradict that goal. And is you have to really sit down with yourself and decide that, hey, I know I want to do this, but I don't care. Right. Or just ignore it altogether. And that, that gets dangerous after a while, because if you allow yourself to keep doing that, you're going to notice that as time moves forward you're going to be farther and farther behind of where you want it to be. And the more you make decisions that contradict those goals, the more you're going to have to work later on to try to get past the point that you were at when you originally made the goal. So now you've prolonged the time that's going to take you to get where you want to be because you couldn't be disciplined enough to make responsible decisions to help you reach that goal. And then, you know, accountability is a big thing. I'm going to always talk about accountability on this show because accountability, no matter what you're doing is important, right? So in self-accountability is the biggest, right? You know, I, I know a lot of people speak about, um, you know, having an accountability partner and all of these things. And actually I'll get into that a little bit here too today, but you know, a lack of accountability. I, <clears throat> one of the biggest things I look for when I meet people and, you know, I mentor a lot of young men as well. And, one of the first things I look for is do they have the ability to hold themselves accountable? And the reason I press it so much is because it's something that I learned that was important for me. And as I learned how important it was and how much it helped when I could hold myself accountable, and I started teaching it to those that were around me and looking up to me. Now, you all have, you have a group of people who, before anything else, will hold themselves accountable. It's okay to mess up. Like I, I definitely don't believe in a zero defect mentality, right? Like we're going to make mistakes, but the, if you can hold yourself accountable to those mistakes and make sure you don't make them again, that's how you grow, right? But there's a lot of people that literally try to sidestep accountability and find every reason in the world why they couldn't reach the goal besides the fact that you just didn't do what you needed to do. So holding yourself accountable and I speak about this in my book, once again, this back there, the In the Smoker Mindset. Um, you can go to Amazon and pick that up. Let me know if you read it, you know, go on my Instagram, um, you know, on Facebook, whatever it may be. And, you know, comment, please leave a review. Let me know if you like it or didn't like it. You know, everything, I'm, I'm cool with everything. Just let me know. But anyways, accountability is really important. So now, you know, talking about, you know, accountability partners, right? So, Everyone wants to say, oh, I need an accountability partner. I need an accountability partner. Well, here's how I see accountability, right? Accountability, before anyone else can be an accountability partner to you, you have to decide to be accountable to yourself. And the reason I say that is it's very difficult. So for instance, I've had a lot of people ask me to be an accountability partner, right? And 
typically when I first started doing, I'd be like, oh yeah, cool, I'll do that for you. But what happens is if you are an accountability partner for someone who can't hold themselves accountable, that person is eventually going to expect you to drag or push them forward to their goals, which isn't how that's supposed to work, right? So also as an accountability partner, you're going to have a hard time holding someone accountable that can't hold themselves accountable, right? So you're, you're caring more about them reaching their goal than they are. And that's just a, a unhealthy relationship. And eventually the person who's supposed to be the accountability partner is going to be like, yo, I'm, I'm done with this. I can't, I'm telling you the things I'm trying to keep you on track. You aren't even doing the bare minimum to keep yourself on track. Like I have my own life and I have other things to worry about. Right. So before you can expect someone else to hold you accountable, you have to be able to hold yourself accountable. And then when it comes to having an accountability partner too, I mean, another thing with that is a lot of people just like to, Oh, that's my friend. That'd be my accountability partner. That can be cool. If your friend is either one in the position you're trying to be in or two, they've also made the conscious decision to try to move toward the goal that you set yourself. So whether that be, let's y'all both want to be, you want to be financially free. Your accountability partner should be someone that is financially free. So that not only can they hold you accountable to reaching that goal, but they can also give you some tips on how to get there, right? Or two, it's a friend who also has set the same goal for themselves and they're actively working to reach it. So now you don't feel alone in your journey, right? Because we talked about the sacrifice. When you make sacrifices, it does get difficult because those sacrifices sometimes will take you away from people. And, you know, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing because you learn a lot when you set goals for yourself that's going to help you grow and see who's still around you, right? So you may stop going out to these outings every weekend and showing up for brunch every week. And, you know, you're going to have two different groups of people. You're going to have a group of people that you don't see anymore. You're going to have a group of people that's like, hey, I understand that this is your goal, but because we're your friends, we want you to reach your goal, but we also don't want you to feel left out. And they're going to find ways to spend time with you and still let, let you have fun without having to sacrifice your goals in the process. I know me and my friends have done that a lot. You know, I somebody wants to work on their funds and they want to get it together. The first thing we do is, all right, cool. The next plans we're making for the next few months is what can we do around my house, your house, wherever that is going to allow us to still have a good time, but also not jeopardize you reaching your goal. Because at the end of the day, if we're all financially free and you're not, it's in our best interest to do things to support you to reach financial freedom so that you can participate with us on a different level. And, you know, that's just a, a mindset that a lot of people don't have. But, you know, for those who are fortunate enough to be around people who are able to think and maneuver like that, that's a very blessed situation to be in. And, you know, <clears throat> with, with, the, with the accountability piece, I can go on about this really all day because it's, it's very important. And I, I tell people all the time, like, yo, you really have to focus on self-accountability before anything. But, you know, I think once people begin to take accountability, that's really one of the first steps with anything, because you, as you start holding yourself accountable to these little goals, you're going to start holding yourself accountable for more things. You're going to now, if there's a disagreement, you're going to hold yourself accountable to how you may be wrong. You know, if there's a mistake that was made, you're going to look for, Hey, what could I have done better to make this? Not, you're not going to look for fault in the other people so much. And that's also a good thing because if you can find what you did wrong, that's going to show a person, oh, he doesn't think that person. It, it, it helps with so many things. But, you know, um, <clears throat> accountability is something that I really encourage people to, if you, if you are listening to this and you're not necessarily a person that is good with taking accountability for your own actions, you know, hopefully this, this talk right here will kind of encourage you to start taking the steps that are necessary to start working towards holding yourself accountable. And then, you know, finding a suitable accountability buddy and working towards those goals. But, you know, another thing that, <clears throat> that kind of falls into all of this is people, when people set goals, some things aren't easy, you know, for some people who want to be financially free, they don't have that much work to do. It's really just learning the processes, learning, you know, how to budget correctly, how to save their money, how to set up their accounts efficiently, how to automate things, you know, you can do all of these things and it's not really that much work. For some people, it's a lot of work. You know, I've met some people that 
sat down and hey, you know, in two months, you'd be good. I've met some people that's like, yo, based off of this, it's going to take you about three years, right? And that's a, those two, those two situations or circumstances are completely different. So the way that you perceive those are also going to be completely different, right? So when it, when it comes like that, people typically tend to prolong the work that's required to get where they want to be because it seems like a lot, you know, and it, when you're looking at it, all of it in your face, it can be very overwhelming. And it's very difficult for people to see all the work that they have to do and think about how long it's going to take to get there and stay motivated to work that full time to get where they need to be. But, you know, if they take the time to sit back and think, right, that say it takes someone three years to become financially free, that three years at the end of it is really going to seem like a drop in the bucket because now they have the rest of their lives to live it how they want to, as opposed to, you know, you're 26 years old, you realize that your financial situation is abysmal, you keep holding it off. And next thing you know, you're 45 years old and you can't even purchase, you know, a home or a car. You can't qualify for any credit cards. You know, you can't get anything for yourself without a cosigner. But because your financial situation is so bad, no one trusts you to cosign for you. It's a terrible situation to be in and it only snowballs, right? So I encourage people that when you know that there's something, there's work that you need to do in order to get where you need to be, you really need to think about, hey, this is where I am. I understand that this is going to take this long. However, I know that once I get this done on the other side of it, I have a long life left to do what I need to do, but I have to make this sacrifice now to get where I need to be. And then, you know, another thing that, that bothers me, you see this a lot. And I think a lot of it too is only emphasized with social media and things of, of that nature. But, you know, I see a lot of people that care about other people's opinions more than their own, which always stifles progress you know hey what are people going to think if i'm not buying name i'm not wearing name brand clothes when i go out what are people going to think if i sold my car and i'm driving a beater car what are people going to think if i'm wearing cheaper shoes and not wearing jordans and harachis and things of that nature but at the end of the day you know i always try to remind people that yo their opinion doesn't matter because if you don't do what you need to do and you stay in this position, how many of those people whose opinions you care about right now are going to care about helping you? No one's going to come offering money to, hey, let me pay, let me pay that bill off for you. Let me pay that credit card off for you, right? But those are the same people that you care about their opinions. You can't let their opinions affect your ability to make your life better at the end of the day. So I always, you know, when I'm talking with people and this, and this topic comes up, I always tell them, yo, they're their opinion literally could matter less for you. You know what I'm saying? And if there's someone who you're close to, whether it be a family or a close friend, yeah, their opinion should matter. But the difference is a person that cares about you and truly wants you to grow, you won't have to worry about their opinion because their opinion of you is going to be, hey, this person's doing what they need to do to get where they need to be. This person's being an adult, right? And they're going to support you However, that may be, no one's going to look down on you because you had to downgrade a vehicle to pay off some bills and do some, no one cares. Like I drive a 2011 vehicle and people, oh, you don't want a new car. You don't just, I really don't care what they think. You know, this car has been paid off since 2013. I have zero issues. I have no one to impress. Why would I go out here and get a car note? on a new car just to impress people because I care about their opinions. They, their opinions don't matter to me. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I try to get more people to think that way because once you can kind of block out your fear of what people are going to think of you when it comes to doing what you need to do to better yourself as a person, it's like a bullet coming out of a gun. You're just going to take off because now that huge block or that huge wall that was in front of you is going to be removed. And now you can do the things that matter to you on a much more aggressive scale because that, that blocker is gone for you. And, you know, speaking of walls being in front of people, a lot of people struggle with seeing the bigger picture when it comes to these things, right? Especially when it comes to personal finance, you know? And I think part of it 
is because these conversations like the ones that we have on this show aren't happening. You know, we're not talking about our personal finance with our friends and family. We're not reading books on personal finance. We're not listening to the terrible situations that have happened to people because their personal finances weren't in order. I tell you for real, like seeing the bigger picture, I think this whole COVID-19 pandemic should have been the bigger picture for everyone. It was, it was disheartening to see how many people were affected negatively by the COVID-19 pandemic. And a lot of it was due to their financial situation not being in order, right? There were also a lot of people who unfortunately lost their jobs, but their stress was a lot less because they had their finances in order. They had a 12-month emergency fund to cover them and all their bills for a year till they could figure something out, you know? And being able to get those things in order now, it's easy to maneuver when everything's going your way, but you also have to set your personal finances up in a way that if something were to go awry, you know that you're prepared, right? So, you know, being able to just see the bigger picture. Hey, if my finance is in order, I can, I can buy a house one day. I can start a business one day. I can own my car one day. You know, there's just so many upsides to having it, but a lot of people can't understand it. You know, I, I hear a lot, oh, I got to live my life now. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. You know, I, I, I you know, you only live once kind of thing. I'm just like, yo, you have to see the bigger picture. The bigger picture is more than this YOLO lifestyle that people want to live, live, because I tell you right now, it's easy to say that when, you know, you're in your twenties, maybe your thirties, if, if that's what you want to do, you know, but there's going to come a point in time in your life where you're going to look back and be like, wow, this was the bigger picture. I wish I could have seen it. Now you playing catch up. And that's, that's not what I want for anyone. And, you know, I'm hoping that COVID-19 did wake a lot of people up, but also if it didn't, I'm here to continue waking people up as well. So, you know, ideally everyone will be able to get their finances in order and have everything prepared and set up for, you know, better and worse really, you know, so the bigger picture is, you know, with your personal finances in order, there's things, you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to be able to put your kids through college one day without hundred thousands of dollars in loans? That's cool. You want to be able to have a home that you and your family can be proud of and feel safe in? Cool. You want to be able to own your vehicle? That's cool. You know, there's so many things that you can do and plan for in the future. But in order to do that, that's the basis, right? Like, and I'll talk about this on another show for sure, but it's kind of, I talk like the ownership thing, right? Like the bigger picture for a lot of people is ownership. We need to own things. We need to own our homes. But one of the big problems with that is we're telling people they need to own things, but not telling them the necessary steps that have to occur in order for them to be in the position to be able to own things. So what's happening is people are hearing this information, hearing people telling them, oh, ownership is key. Ownership is key. And then they're going to these banks and trying to apply for loans and getting denied and immediately blame the system. But in reality, it's not the system. When you when I sit down, I've had people like that, you know, that have came up and tried to blame the system and you know I sit down with them for 20 minutes and I show them yo you have a 90% you know debt to income ratio your credit score is decent that you would qualify however you have 15 collections accounts you have collections accounts you have 30 60 90 120 day late payments you have a repossession like all of those things are not um all of those things do do not look good to a lender right but that's because you didn't do the necessary work prior to getting there. But that's one of the reasons I'm doing what I'm doing is because people do need to know that there's steps that need to occur before you get to the position where you can go walk in there confidently and say, Hey, I want to get this and know that you're going to qualify. And I think that's the piece that we've been missing. So now <clears throat> getting to it. Another thing that I notice with people is I know a lot of people to talk themselves out of doing things and it's sad because I've been one of those people, you know, you convince yourself that, ah, it's, it's too hard or, you know, I don't know anyone that did it. I don't know who to ask. It might take too long or I might fail. And there's just all, all the negative reasons why 
you shouldn't try to attain that goal. Just eat up space in your mind to the point where you're like, ah, you know what? Maybe next time, maybe later, right? And for a lot of people, later never comes. So I encourage people that if you set a goal for yourself and you don't feel confident in your own ability to reach that goal, find some people who can help build that confidence within you and ask questions and really guide you where you need to be so that you can build that confidence and not feel alone and, and be able to do the things you need to do. Because a lot of times we're our own worst enemy. You know, we, there's always a lot of talk about, you know, people holding each other back and we talk about crabs in the barrel, but no one's talking about the fact that a lot of us are crabs in the barrel for ourselves. So in order to get where we need to be, we have to stop being a crab in the barrel for ourselves and allow our, allow ourselves to climb out of there and, and see what's out there in the world, you know? And, you know, another thing that kind of ties into that is many people hit a roadblock and instead of seeking that help, they give up, right? So I don't know what to do here. I'm overwhelmed. This is stressful. I quit. The issue with that is now you've stopped all the momentum that you had initially taking you where you needed to be. And that's a problem because too much time away from where you were in that process, now it's just, now you're starting over. You have to start back from scratch. You weren't where you were. You can't just pick back up where you left off typically because that momentum's gone. You got to go back and relearn some things, reevaluate some things, and, and it just prolongs everything. And, you know, one of the things I like to encourage people is, yo, when you hit a roadblock, once again, ask for help. One of the biggest things that I learned that helped me, and this was actually when I was in college, uh, shout out to Lieutenant Colonel R.B. Green. He was actually the guy that set me down um, and was like, yo, you're me when I was here. And I was like, what are you talking about? You a Lieutenant Colonel, you know? And he pulled up some pictures and I mean, he was me down to the T. We had the same color car in college, both sports cars, um, both had war chain, like little gold chains. It was, it was actually crazy. But he was like, yo, you have to learn to seek help when things get hard. Like one, you don't have to do everything alone. And two, quitting isn't an option, right? So if you hit a roadblock, were you just going to sit there? No, you're going to find somebody who has the tools to help you break that wall down and keep going. So that's something that I've taken that I've learned from him and moved forward with and started teaching other people. It's like, yo, a roadblock is just that. Roadblocks get breached all the time, right? So you hit that, there's someone there that knows how to get through that and then keep you moving to the next step. So when you reach something or you hit a roadblock in life or towards your goals, your first instinct shouldn't be to quit. Your first instinct should be to find someone to help you get past that point. So I want everyone that's listening to this, yo, as you're hitting roadblocks, if you're trying to become financially free and you're hitting roadblocks, find someone to call, call me. You know, if you know someone else that's good with personal finance or can answer your questions, call them. The thing that you don't want to do is just quit. That's never the answer. All right. So I want to continue to, I mean, I'm going to continue to encourage people, encourage people to do that through everything. So um, that if that's one of the big takeaways that I really want people to take away today is if you hit a roadblock, don't give up, find support, keep pushing. All right. And, you know, another thing that I noticed, there's a lot of people that set goals, but they haven't taken time to evaluate what's important to them. And what I mean by that is people have set a goal, but they haven't really figured out why it's important to them, right? So because they don't know why the goal is important to them, they've set a goal, but it has no meaning. It has no value. So it's easy to participate in things that don't support your goal, to keep doing actions that you know, hold, hold you back from completing your goal the way you need to to quit when you hit a roadblock, you know? So you have to evaluate what's important to you so that you know why that goal is important to you. And once you're able to do that, then you can move on to, you know, much, much better things to say the least. Um, but then, <clears throat> you know, diving from that, you know, also, so actually let me hit on this real quick. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's in my head. So, <clears throat> 
along with evaluating what's important to you, right? There's a lot of people, for a lot of people, family and friends are one thing that's important to them. And unfortunately, I've worked with a lot of people that because they care about their friends and family so much, they've sacrificed a lot of goals for themselves that could have put them in better positions because those goals would have required them to be around or interact with friends or family less. And what I mean by this is right. One of the things that I always tell people, and I'm going to get to this into this later in the show, but I always tell people to um, be vocal about your goals be vocal with people about what you're trying to do, right? So there's a lot of people who are scared to hurt feelings, right? And how that comes about is, for instance, when I, one of the things I always tell my, my coaching clients when I'm working with them is like, after we come up with the plan and, you know, we get their budget set up and we get a, a plan for them to pay off their debt together, I said, hey, your next step should be to tell your friends and family one, what your goal is. Two, you need to tell them what you will be no longer participating in in order to reach that goal, right? So I've had a lot of people who basically almost ended up in panic attacks because they didn't want to feel like they were hurting people's feelings or pushing people away or ostracizing people. And I'm, I try to explain to them, yo, that's not, that's not the case because if you, you know, set a goal to get your finances together and you tell your friends and family, Hey, I know that, you know, we do brunch every Sunday, but I'm not going to be able to do that for the next eight months because I've set the goal to become debt-free for myself. And based off of the planning that I've done, it's going to take me eight months to get there. I really want to do that. Or, Hey, I know we take a family trip, blah, blah. blah. I'm not going to be able to do that outright. Right. And so I'm going to have to take some time. It's a couple of things going to happen. Kind of one, like I said earlier, hey, they're going to be like, hey, I support that. You can get some people that probably want to do it with you, actually. Two, you're going to have people to be like, hey, how can we support? They're going to make sure they keep you involved, right? Even like a family trip. You know, y'all take a family trip, but because of your goal, you're not going to be able to put that money towards it. The family might pitch in and everybody might put something down to make sure you still can come, right? But also there's another benefit a hidden benefit i say it's a hidden benefit from this and as you set goals and you tell people what you're no longer to be able to participate in what happen is you'll see the people that do kind of shy away people that you do stop hearing from and i tell people yeah that's not a bad thing and the reason i say that is during these times when you set goals and you start doing things like this you get to see who really cares about you right so as those people shy away i tell people let them shy away let them go away let them filter off because that shows you that that wasn't a person that was never ever meant to be around you in the first place there's been plenty of times i've set goals where i've told you i ain't gonna be able to do this or do that do that and the people i told who were my friends are still here and they were right beside me the whole time supporting and half of them was like yo if you're not doing it i'm not doing it and we found other things to do to where we could still do fun things together, but also not put me in a position where I felt like I was obligated to sacrifice my goals. So that's a huge thing, right? And that kind of goes into having the right people around you. So a lot of people that I work with when it comes to personal finance notice that their friend circles get smaller drastically quickly. Um, and, you know, it overwhelms a lot of them. It catches them off guard. Like, oh, what did, did I do something wrong? no actually you did something right and now because of that it's exposed a lot of things that were around you that you weren't aware of before and you've done yourself a favor because now those those people or issues who clearly weren't for you are removed from your life so that you could focus on things that are more important right you've removed the noise away and now you're able to focus a little bit more clear because you don't have any distractions so having the right people around you is super important because as you get the right people, you start surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Now you're able to 
think and you have more people to discuss things with and get different perspectives where having different perspectives is good when you all believe the same things, but we don't think we don't all think the same. You know, I have friends that are around me. We don't think the same about everything, but we have the same outlooks on things. Right. So he may think about some things that I didn't uh, consider. She may think about some things I didn't consider. I'm going to think about some things they didn't consider. But the thing is, because we all are on the same timing, what that allows us to do to cover is to cover more avenues to get us where we need to be faster. So instead of having to make mistakes three times, you got three people there. Now everyone does one. So you all, boom, you've, you've knocked out three options right there to figure something out. So it allows you to move with more clarity and more focus when you know that you have people who can think, you know, around you and are focused and driven. And so that's a good thing. I tell everybody, you should evaluate who's around you and really determine, are they the type of people to help you get where you truly want to be? And if the answer is no, you got to do some, do some work to, you know, to change that, you know, and you can, as you're growing, you can offer them to come on that journey with you. And if they say they don't, then it's a clear decision, you know, Hey, you need to move on because at the end of the day, your life is more important than try to maintain a friendship with someone who doesn't see the value of growing as a person. And then, you know, with that too, there's a lot of people who haven't done any self-reflection. I think self-reflection is huge, what, no matter what your goal is. And I mean, especially in the personal finance realm, like you really have to do some self-reflection and determine what matters, right? Because there's a lot of things that people deal with when it comes to personal finance that are directly tied to you know how they behave things they've been taught things they've learned things they've experienced and you have to do some some reflection to really figure out hey what what am I doing right now that's right what am I doing right now that's wrong who's around me that's good for me who's around for me that's bad for me you know and like evaluating all of these aspects of your life and figuring out you know what am I doing wrong what could I do better is there anything that I'm missing that I should be looking for? Like, you know what I'm saying? And once you start doing that, you start catching yourself with other things, which ties in. I mean, you're going to be able to hold yourself more accountable because the more you reflect, the more you're going to realize, like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. So self-reflection is huge for anyone, even if it's not necessarily just a goal. I mean, just in general, like even if your goal is just to maintain relationships a little better self-reflection is huge because a lot of times we always want to feel like we're right right but none of us are right all the time right there's been plenty of times where you know in a in a situation you know in the moment you feel like you're right or I felt like I was right but you know you go back and do some self-reflection it's like wow now I think about that nah, maybe I was wrong hey let me give you hey I'm just calling thought about what happened realize I was wrong that goes a long way you know when people realize that you can do some self-reflection and go back and you know figure out what you did wrong what you did right like people want to be around you more because then you turn it from a person that no one wants to talk to because they feel like you just always have to be right to a person where they can discuss things with and you can find a solution you know so self-reflection is huge it's important I encourage everyone to do self-reflection no matter what you're doing I mean just on the day like being um uh my brother trust like daily we talk about self-reflection that we did and things we may have did good maybe did right things we're thankful for like all those things because it's important and as you do those you start to realize what's important to you and it also makes a lot of these other making these other decisions much easier as well like so <clears throat> if any of you haven't really done any self-reflection before I encourage you to to start and you know if self-reflection is something you don't really know how to start hit me up give me a call we could talk about some things I do I can put you in touch with some other people who do it as well and they can tell you some things they do and hey we can we can get it rolling but I do think that that's a extremely important thing for any of us to do um, so I definitely say keep that in mind and try to make that a part of your your daily schedule because it's important and then I, I hit on this earlier, but, you know, again, is <clears throat> tying your goals to a why for yourself. And that why is going to carry you. 
when times get hard, you're going to remember why you want it. When, when you don't have an answer and you want to quit, you're going to remember why you want it. You know, you're going to remember why you made the decision to do whatever it is that you're trying to do in the first place. And that's extremely important. So when you're setting a goal, make sure you talk about the why with yourself. Tell yourself why you want to do this. What does that mean to you? What does the goal mean to you? What would financially being, what would becoming financially free mean to you? What would becoming in shape mean to you? What would being able to, you know, be a better man to, you know, whether your girlfriend or your family, what would that mean to you? You know, and as you're able to dig out and figure out this why, that's going to continue to push you when times get hard because none of this is easy. You know, becoming financially free isn't necessarily easy. Becoming in shape isn't easy, but it helps when you know why you originally wanted to become there. So when you do reach a hard point and you think about giving up, you can remember why you're doing it and keep pushing, you know, so figure out what your why is and remember it. All right. And if you got to go and you're doing something, I, put your why somewhere, you know, take a picture, you know, write it down, take a picture, make your why your screensaver, put it on sticky notes, put it on your your, you know, your mirror in your room, put it in the bathroom, put it on your steering wheel in the car, like, make sure you're always looking at it. So your why is always in front of you, you know, because that's going to continue to drive you, you know, if you're seeing that day in and day out every day, <clears throat> it's going to be a little bit easier to push through things and continue doing what you need to do. Um, another <clears throat> big thing, well, not a huge big thing, but uh, we, we, I, I spoke about it a little earlier, um, but about being uncomfortable, people really fear being uncomfortable right and there's a lot of situations where you have to make a lot of sacrifices and do things that it's really just gonna put you in a situation that you haven't been in before and a lot of people do not do not enjoy being uncomfortable I mean if any if most people had a decision they're going to choose to be comfortable versus uncomfortable most of the time right you have some people that are like, yeah, they, they do thrive. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll live in the uncomfortability because I'm going to figure it out, right? And you have some people that are like, if I had to choose, I'm going to choose the Tempur-Pedic instead of, you know, the mat that you sleep on the ground with in the field, right? So there's, <laughs> there's that, but we have to understand that in order to do things that matter, it's going to cause us to be uncomfortable, you know? If you determine that after doing your budget and sitting down and going through your finances that you're not making enough money, even though you're comfortable in the job you're at, you're going to have to make yourself uncomfortable and find a job that's going to help you reach your goals. You know what I'm saying? Like if you find out that, Hey, I physically do not make enough money to even pay the, my bills, but I'm comfortable in my job. The two don't, roll together you have to find out hey what's something else that i can do oh i have to get this job well what does that require you may have to go start getting some certifications you might have to go somewhere and start trying to get a resume made and updated and doing all these things none of that's comfortable none of that's fun right but at the same time it's a necessary means to an end and through that uncomfortability on the other side you're going to be much happier because you're going to be able to execute the goals that you set for yourself confidently because you've taken the necessary steps to get where you need to be so you know I always encourage people and in, invite invite yourself to be uncomfortable you know um in the marine corps we had this saying um get comfortable being uncomfortable right because we uh we experienced a lot of things and you know a lot of places you know for the guys and and women that that are listening to this show that have deployed you know what it's like to be in an uncomfortable situation. You know, you're stripped from home, you're in a foreign place, you know, foreign weather, foreign bugs, like all these things, right? You're just super uncomfortable. But, you you know, you sit back and even though being uncomfortable, we all, at some point, in that loneliness in this place, remembered why we were doing it, right? And it's the, the same thing with all it is. So, I encourage people to not be intimidated by the fact or the, or the thought of being uncomfortable when it comes to working towards a goal and reaching the goal, because you're going to typically see that when you make yourself or you force yourself to be uncomfortable, 
the person that comes out on the other side is typically better. And <clears throat> there's a lot of people that also, this is a huge thing. So I'm actually, I'm glad this came up. So there's a lot of people that convince themselves that they're not even capable of reaching their goals, right? And I know some of y'all shaking your heads right now. Yes, because you know a lot, you know some people who who do this, right? And it this saddens me when I hear it, but you know, me as a financial coach and you know, me as a friend, a brother, all of these things, like it's my job when I see people who do this to show them why they are capable. And, you know, you have a lot of people who have never been built up before and no one's ever poured confidence into them before. And so while for a person who's always been built up and always been given confidence, you know, they, they believe in themselves a hundred times out of a hundred, but for that person who hasn't had that, you know, hopefully you listen to this and it's like, Hey, you are capable of reaching your goals. And if not, you know, find someone to help you. And I think you'll realize much faster than you think that you are more than capable of reaching those goals. But I, I, I hope more people start to spread this message to people because, you know, there's a lot of people that are capable of doing some great things, but they don't have anyone putting a battery in their back and showing them how great they are. And, you know, throughout the last few years, I've been fortunate enough to surround myself around people who do that for me. And I do the same for them, you know, cause life's hard and it's a lot harder when you don't believe in yourself as well. And you feel like no one else believes in you. So, you know, for those people out here that don't believe that they're even capable of reaching their goals right now, I'm telling you, you are. So, you know, and if, if your goal is to become financially free and you don't feel like you're capable, give me a call, go to my website. You can go to Instagram and I guarantee you, I'll make sure you start to believe in yourself. All right. And then, you know, so here's another thing, and this is going to, this is going to uh, upset some people, but the reality is, along with all these other things that I've been speaking about, there's a lot of people who are also scared to grow up because growing up means they're going to have to be responsible for what's going on in their lives, which means they're going to have to be accountable for everything they do and don't do. And is, you know, some people say as crazy as it sounds, but it's very, it's very, how can I say it? It's, it's interesting to think about, right? Because there, there, there are a lot of people who don't want that responsibility because now the moment that they have to grow up and be responsible, no longer can they blame the world for what's going on and they have to take responsibility for everything that's going wrong and what's going right. And there's just, there's some people in the world that, frown at this at the idea of having to do that you know so if it's you or someone you know I encourage you to do everything you can to provide positive reinforcement to these people to show them why they should because they in the long run they're going to set themselves back further and further from their peer group right and it's it's a tough thing to see people that you know you went to school with and that you used to hang out with living a life that right now you can't even fathom and it's all because you never wanted to put your big boy or big girl pants on and start doing and, and start adulting so I tell people um and I encourage people to really if, if this is if this is speaking to you do some self-reflection and really start to do what it takes to become responsible and start doing the things you need to do because the sooner you do that the sooner you're going to realize how much you set yourself up for success by doing it. And you're going to be very appreciative, but we can't as a, especially as adults. Right. And even if there's someone young here, same thing, you know, at some point there's going to be a point where you can't always lean on other people. You have to do things for yourself. So when it comes to growing up and being responsible, embrace it, embrace it and do it. Cause there's a lot of, a lot of, grown people I mean, i've seen people you know much older than me 
who still haven't grown up to be responsible, you know, and it shows through every, every aspect of their life, their finances, their relationships, their friendships, which a friendship is a relationship, but just to differentiate between the two, you know, I say relationship between people that, you know, love, love each other in a relationship, right? And then friends, you know, people you hang with, right? But anyways, um, that's going to start, that calls rifts between all of them. And it's because one, you have people that have certain expectations of you that you're just not reaching. And then two, it's going to be a point where you also feel like you're stuck and you can't do what you want to do because of your lack of action that you've taken to make sure that you're moving forward in life. So that's something else to taking consideration and then you know there's also some people who want someone to push or drag them to their goals and you know at the end of the day you can't set a goal for yourself and expect someone else to to drag or push you there like this that doesn't even make sense because then who's goalie who did the work right it's not you the one of the big things about setting goals for yourself is that once you do the work and you reach it the fulfillment you feel from getting there but if someone is you know dragging you behind them while you're tied to them with a rope the whole time they're the one doing all the work me personally I wouldn't even feel comfortable you know getting the credit and I think this is what a lot of people expect an accountability partner to do is be the person to push or drag them along towards their goal and that's also not fair to them right you really have to make sure you're doing everything you can to avoid that it's okay to you know get a spot on on a rep every now and then but what's not okay is expect someone to move you off the bench and lift the weight for you you're not growing and you're not growing when you're doing that all right and then you know kind of the the last thing that I want to talk about is people's pride stops them from seeking help and pride is a very dangerous thing like J. Cole said pride is the devil right so and it is because there's a lot of people who stay in some very terrible situations just because they're too proud to, to seek help. And one of the things that I've learned the most throughout my adult life is asking for help has saved me at this point, years and years of struggling that I would have had to do on my own to find answers that someone could have just given me by asking the, asking the question. So I really, want to emphasize the fact that yo if you're a prideful person make that one of your goals to be less prideful and start finding smaller small ways to ask for help to make you more comfortable with it and as that grows you can start asking for bigger things and bigger things until now you've set some goals for yourself that are some big goals that you could be proud of to push you where you need to be in life or where you want to be in life and you can ask for help along that 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 journey because the what's the difference between a person that completes their goal in a year and a person that completes it in 10 i mean they completed the same goal but the other person has nine years of enjoying that goal i'm going to choose the person that did it in a year and had nine years of enjoying it when you just reached it in 10 you know so and i think most people would so I want to encourage people to if pride is something that you struggle with, really work to make that less of an issue for you so that you can get where you need to be. But, you know, I've done a lot of talking about, you know, issues and things that I've seen when it comes to this. But now I also have kind of a list of of, steps or things that people can do to help them reach their goals, right? So number one starts with determining what your goal is, right? So to say, let's just say the goal is to become financially free, right? So now, because you set the goal to be financially free, you can put that everywhere. Hey, this is what I'm going to do. I determined this is my goal. Now I know what I'm working towards. Next, determine why that goal is important to you. So saying that you want to be financially free isn't enough. Why do you want to do it? Do you want to be able to provide a comfortable life or family one day? Do you want to just be able to travel without worry do you want to be able to own a car outright like there's so many things but don't make the decision or don't create a goal based off of 
what you think other people want you to do because nine times out of 10, you ain't gonna really work on it that hard. Make sure that you know why that goal is important to you. Like I said before, just that you always have something to look back on when times get difficult. Next, you wanna evaluate your life or what your life would look like after completing the goal versus what your life would look like if you don't complete the goal and see what those differences look like and then figure out which one looks better to you. Most of the time, the life with completing the goal is going to look better, right? But now you have a visual representation on paper on what those look like to remind yourself why you're working towards that goal as well. Number four, once you do those things, so if you want it, then commit to yourself and your goal. So commit to yourself that you're going to do everything you can to make sure you reach that goal when you said you're going to. Now, that doesn't mean you're not going to reach bumps. You're not going to have hiccups. Something might happen that extends the time it takes to do it a little bit. But the end state is because you've made the commitment to yourself and your goal, those things are just roadblocks. They're just a little, little speed bump. But you know that you're still going to reach that goal at some point. The next, you got to research how to complete the goal. So if you want to become financially free, you have to research it, you know. You have to call a financial coach or you have to, if you have a family member that's willing to work with you and their finances are in order, you know, speak with them, ask them what the steps are you need to do, um, you know, read some books on what to do. I mean, there's YouTube videos, there's everything, but either way, you need to research how to complete the goal so that you have a blueprint for yourself to guide yourself along the journey. Then <clears throat> once you do the research, now you can identify steps that you need to complete in order to reach the goal, right? So identify the steps that it's going to take you to become financially free, all right? And then once you identify the steps that it's going to take, now you need to identify choke points and then identify people to help you get through those choke points, right? So if you're trying to become financially free and you know that I really don't understand how to utilize the debt snowball, cool, find somebody that can teach you, you know, call me. I, I can help you figure out how to use the debt snowball, right? But, you know, or, hey, I know I want to get in shape, but I don't understand how to get ma use macros. Find someone that understands macros so that they can get you through there, right? So identifying your choke points early through the steps is going to help you start to lean in and identify people that can help you along that journey before you reach that, that choke point, which is going to help keep your momentum moving forward without you hitting that point and not knowing what to do, and then you stifle your progress, all right? And then next, you want to utilize the SMART goal setting method. So <clears throat> if you guys aren't familiar with that, look up SMART goal setting, and that's going to help you create actionable goals with timelines that you can, that you can utilize to make sure that you're working towards your goals, right? So for instance, if you got, <clears throat> if you have your goal of being financially free, you know, hey, through SMART goal setting, you might say you have, you know, three credit cards that you got to pay off and your car and, you know, maybe some medical bills and some other things like, well, now you can set up that timeline. Hey, based off of my budget that I've set, I'm going to save XX amount of money a month based off of that and utilizing the debt snowball It's going to take me two months to pay this one off. So like, say you were doing it right now, it's June. So, Hey, I know card one will be paid off by August card two, it'll be paid off by December. Right. But now you have real timelines for yourself that you have to hold you you know hey i have to have this thing paid off by august this one's going to have to be paid off by you know december and now you have a timeline for everything that you set so setting timelines for the small goals within the goal right because those timelines for the small goals within the goal are going to lead you to the big goal and once you knock out all those small goals you're going to look up and be like oh i've reached my goal Right. So it's important to set those timelines so that you can hold yourself to those. Once you get the timeline set, that's another thing that I would put everywhere, whether it's your screensaver or, you know, I would put it all over to have it on the mirrors, on your car, in your workstation, at your office, you know, maybe on the bottom of your computer screen. Like, so you're always looking at it and you always have a constant reminder of what you're doing. I'd put, you know, a reminder, you know, in your in your um phone. So, hey, if this card is supposed to be paid off by August, there'll be a reminder on that date in my phone that 
tells me, hey, this is supposed to be paid off by this date. And when that date hits, I'm going to be like smiling, saying, hey, I hit it. Or I'm going to figure out why I didn't hit it so I can make sure that it doesn't continue happening. So then the next thing you want to do is when times get hard, refer to your why. Right. So we, I spoke about this earlier, but that's going to be really important for you. I mean, especially on a financial journey uh, with getting becoming financially free. When you run into some hard situations, make sure that you remind yourself of why you want to be financially free so that that continues to push you forward. Then find a trusted person to use as a sounding board or an accountability partner. They can serve as both. Right. So when you are running into issues or, you know, you're you're having some experiences with reaching this goal that you've never experienced before, that person could be there to listen and also give you some sound advice on how to navigate through that issue. You don't have to do it alone. You just got to find a person that can help you through those through those things. And then, you know, finally, you want to share your goals with friends and family so that there's no confusion. And that's something I spoke about before as well. But, you know, the last thing you want to do is set goals for yourself. Now, and, and I think I forgot to hit on this earlier, so I'm going to hit on this now. So another reason that I emphasize with people with sharing your goals with family and friends is because I see this a lot. Someone will set a goal for themselves, right? Once again, let's just say the goal is to become financially free. They don't tell anyone, but then people are asking them to do things that they've always done, but they get upset with those people when they ask them to do something that doesn't support the goal. But in reality, you can't get upset with them because you never shared to, with them that, that that was your goal, right? So by sharing it with everyone, now everyone is on the same page as you. So now you know a couple things. One, you're going to know, hey, okay, this person supports me and I can tell that their actions are in line with what I'm trying to do and they're committed to helping me. Or you're going to see the people that Hey, even though you told them, they're still asking you to do the same things. And that should be a clear indicator that that person isn't really necessary a person that should be around you because they don't care about what matters to you, right? There's no way some one of my friends is going to hit me up and say, hey, I've decided that I want to become financially free. So I'm going to start working on paying off this debt and getting where I need to be so that I can have no more debt. And then I'm calling them every week, asking them to come to brunch. That didn't make any sense. I'm going to be be right there with them trying to make sure that they reach it fast as possible because I want them to be there. Right. So it allow it, that'll allow you to see who's really supportive of you and who really is, you know, concerned with themselves. So um, with those kind of 12 steps, those things that kind of will help you reach your goals efficiently, you know, and you can feel free to add other steps in there if you want to, but I think this is a good guideline for people to help them get where they want to be when it comes to reaching goals, especially financial freedom. So that's kind of all I have for the show today. So I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Um, before we wrap it up, you know, I, I would encourage people if you do want to become financially free or debt free, that you know, you purchase my course. So you can go, you know, if you go on Instagram, the link is in my bio It's called the in the smoker budgeting course, you can find links on my Facebook, you can also go to my website, www.inthesmoker.com, and you can see the courses tab, and that'll take you to the course as well. You can also purchase my book back there on Amazon, like I said earlier. So that's something else that you can get. And then also, you know, I, I do free consultations and things like that as well. So if you're someone that doesn't necessarily know what, what manner you want to approach when it comes to becoming financially free, just give me a call we'll sit down, we'll talk for an hour and just figure out what right looks like for you and see if you're on the right track. See if, you know, I could be someone that can help you or maybe I could just give you some pointers to push you in the right direction so that you can keep moving towards your journey of becoming financially free. Because I want as many people as possible to become financially free because the bigger our unit grows <laughs> with being financially free, the more things we can do, the more we can talk about ownership, the more we can action things as groups, you know, it's a whole different ball game when you got a group of friends that you're really close with that also has their personal finances and things together. So now 
y'all can start making y'all can get airbnbs and start talking about buying an apartment complex i ain't even gonna get into all that you know i'm getting excited but at the end of the day you know i i think this stuff is really important and i think these conversations are important to have and i think these concepts are important to talk about so thank you for all of you who did listen today and you know like subscribe comment whatever you want to do you know this is of course on all streaming platforms and it's also on youtube so i'm appreciative to whoever did listen to and or watch this video um this podcast and you know i look forward to you guys feedback as well because it's not just important to me and it's also not my ideas we all can learn from each other so if there's something that you think i should add or something you think i should speak about please hit me up and and let me know because I'm, I'm pretty easy to talk to and also look forward to hearing the thoughts and opinions of other people because y'all may catch something that I miss, but you know, the more active, active that people are with me in here, it makes it even more fun. You know, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this to, you know, motivate other people to make some changes in their lives that can only benefit them in the long run. So let's go ahead and do this thing together and, and keep pushing. Let's get in the smoker.